Welcome to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Change the culture and the politics will follow. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you could be a part of this discussion today because we're going to talk about what I think is a really fascinating, challenging, sometimes kind of a scary type of topic, things that uh, we need to be thinking about. We need to be processing as we talk about the value of human life. Really what triggered this discussion today uh, with my friend, Dr. David Prentice, is a blog post that I saw from him just recently, and it's titled, Who Counts? bioethics, biomedicine, and exploitation of nascent human beings. So before we dive into that, that is a, that is a loaded, heavy subject line for, uh, for this blog. But uh, before we dive in and unpack that a little bit, uh, David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Mike. Great to be with you. Hey, we go way back and uh, always proud of your Indiana roots and, and so forth, but you are in a completely different role uh, at this point and just doing some really amazing stuff. So just share with the listeners who may not uh, have heard you on other uh, podcasts or have, haven't seen you on the news and so forth. Share with the listeners a little bit about your background and what your current role is. Sure thing. Well, I have worked in biology, I'm a biology professor by training and trade, I guess you could say, for quite a while. Uh, I think they counted up at one point, and I've got close to 50 years of experience, which makes me sound really old. But, uh, you know, taught biology topics and so on, and especially was sort of drawn to development human embryology and and how we go from a single cell, the mystery and the wonder of it, up to a hundred trillion cells that I have now and and all of those sorts of things. So I I taught at uh, Indiana State University for almost 20 years uh, and I had a joint appointment with IU Med School. I taught uh, there on the Terre Haute campus and uh, I started getting these questions uh, from different policymakers, legislators, even at the congressional level. You know, can you tell me about stem cells? Can you tell me about cloning? I mean, it was some of the weirder science definitely starting to come up at that time. And I ended up uh, spending summers in Washington, D.C., just trying to, to brief people and look over legislation and so on. Uh, ended up getting asked that question through a lot of states, not just Indiana, but pretty much every state uh, had questions or wanted legislation to protect human life that I was helping with, and even some international places that were asking. And eventually, uh, we moved to the Washington, D.C. area, what I call the District of Chaos, <laughs> and uh, – yeah, I worked for Family Research Council for about 10 years, uh, doing the same kind of thing, still being a, a professor and trying to educate people on early human beings, human life. And uh, about eight years ago, moved over to the Charlotte Lozier Institute. Now, we're sort of the, the research and education sister to the political Susan B. Anthony list, Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America. Uh, but, you know, we're still doing the same kind of geeky stuff. We're doing some 
pretty deep dives on research at times to try and explain and educate developing human life, uh, try and destroy abortion disinformation that is out there, you know, whether it's chemical abortion or, or when a baby's heart starts to beat when they're in the womb and so on. And uh, we've got a nice cadre of just super sharp elite experts in science and medicine and legal scholars that are focused on trying to educate people about these issues, trying to get good policies in place to stop the destruction of any human being. And, and that, that title that you read uh, might sound, uh, sound a little scary to some people when you talk about bioethics and nascent human beings, but it really comes down to the, the first part of that title, who counts? Mm. What human being really counts and has moral value? Who are we going to protect? And uh, from my perspective, every single human being, no matter their stage of development, their age, their size, is worthy of protection. For listeners not familiar with the Lozier Institute, you can check out uh, lozierinstitute.org. That's L-O-Z-I-E-R, institute.org. I can tell you it's a great go-to source for really deep dives into this and other really science-based topics on on the value of human life and issues that are surrounding uh, human life. Tell me, what prompted you to write this specific blog. There's a lot going on right now. So tell me, uh, as you sat down and, and, and prepared to write this, what really what really triggered that? Why do you feel this is an important topic to be sc- discussing right now? Right now, yeah. Well, it's because over the last couple of years, really, I mean, we've seen this sort of continuing, what I really think is an abuse of science, not just to uh, dismantle young human beings, uh, take them apart, whether it's to get their fetal tissue for uh, experiments or embryonic stem cells taken out of a very young human embryo. But now we're starting to see examples of where they're trying to put embryos together or create them in different ways, even sort of make them from scratch, if you will, by combining different stem cells in a test tube. And As we've heard for years and for decades, oh, this science is going to lead to great cures and therapies and so on. So you just need to give us a lot of money. But what they're really doing is disguising what they're doing, which is creating and exploiting these young human beings. And there are a lot of kind of esoteric terms and so on, but... uh, some, some of my colleagues and I put together what we call the handbook of nascent human beings to kind of give you a little refresher, if you will, on, on junior high health class and how we all came about and how we develop. And then some of these newer, what some of my colleagues call just weird science, but so that you can understand it's illustrated. We've also put together uh, recently what we call the Voyage of Life. It's on that LozierInstitute.org website. It's one of the top titles up there. You can look at it. And it goes through 
and, and shows you the development of a baby from that single cell where we all started all the way up to birth and gives lots of details and so on. But it, uh, I'm seeing that people just don't understand this, and yet we're getting more and more pressure. There was, in fact, uh, today, this is, this is August 17th that we're recording this, today, Another scientific article came out where a number of scientists who want to experiment on embryos are saying, well, let's change the definition so that we can, you know, it's all phrased as this will all be ethical research. But what they're really saying is we want to make sure that we can continue to create and destroy and manipulate young human beings in our labs. Mm-hmm. So it's it's time people really understood what's going on and the volume of abuse in science that's taking place. You mentioned earlier that you're based right there out of the D.C. area. That is the hub of money, hand over fist, going to all sorts of different things. And so there's an entire uh, industry that counts on uh, you know the money that's flowing in for this research and and is it fair to say when the term embryo is used that the perception amongst a lot of people is that we're not talking about human life and embryo is something different than human life it, 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 is that is that what you sense as a general perception maybe out there with the public unfortunately i think it is and, and you know embryo is the correct biological term just like later on while we're in the womb, we, we call someone a fetus. And, but people say embryo, and they, they don't get a picture of a human being because in most cases, a lot of the features that we recognize as human don't yet exist. We start as a single cell, and you don't have arms and legs and eyes and so on at that point. It takes a while nine months, by the way, for human beings to finally acquire all those sorts of extremities and characteristics and bodily parts, and then we're born and our development continues after we're born, even for the rest of our life up until natural death. But people think of a little... Let's use the term that was used a lot of times, a ball of cells. And we actually look like that ball of cells very early on, but we're still a human being. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's paramount on us to recognize that yeah, that little thing may not be the same size as you and me. It may not look quite like you and me. That's still a member of the human species. And we need to consider every human life as sacred and precious and worthy of protection. Are you looking for the perfect speaker for your next event or conference? Look no further than the new Love Times 2 Speakers Bureau, your go-to source for great pro-life speakers. We have a roster of renowned experts who can inspire, educate, and entertain your audience. Our speakers are ready to unleash their expertise and make your event a resounding success. Scheduling a pro-life speaker has never been easier. Visit lovetimes2.org speakers and schedule your speaker today. Now, 
Now, you mentioned in your blog post a, a term that I've actually seen a, a rapid increase in the use of this term, particularly over, I'm going to say, the last three or four months. I, I see it popping up more and more frequently. That term is synthetic embryo. Mm. What's a synthetic embryo? Well, it, they're using the term to make you think that it's not even a real embryo. So we're getting farther along using what uh, one of my friends called linguistic jujitsu to try and make you think this isn't human and, and it's not even a, an organism. They've coined the term because for this particular being, they have simply mixed different stem cells together. Now, the old-fashioned way to make an embryo, remember, is you combine an egg and a sperm. That's all how we all got here. You start as that single-celled embryo. You grow and develop in mom's womb, and after nine months, out you come. The synthetic, so-called synthetic embryos, they are mixing different stem cells together in a test tube in the lab. And you might think, well, that doesn't sound like an embryo. Well, it doesn't when you first mix them. But the thing is, they have developed their techniques enough that they can actually make a real embryo that way. They've done it uh, first, you know, as a lot of experiments do, they might start with mice, put them together, kind of stir it with a stick, if you will. But the cells will come together if done in the right way. And they will make what looks like an embryo, what acts like an embryo, what even starts to develop like a normal embryo. And as you mentioned, within the last few months, I saw a report of from five different laboratories around the world where they were presenting their techniques to do this. And it was almost like, name that tune. Well, I can tune. I can make an embryo using you know, these cells, well, I can make it and it'll actually form a beating heart. Well, wait a minute. Uh, it's not exactly synthetic then, is it? It's certainly uh, not something that isn't an actual growing, functioning embryo. I mean, if it looks like an embryo and it acts like an embryo, what do you call it? You call it an embryo. The technique used to create this young being is synthetic. It's not the normal traditional way, but the embryo itself is real. So, you know, you see synthetic, you see uh, embryo models as if you're making a little model airplane off to the side and it's not a real airplane. No, uh, they're saying that it will model normal development. Well, if it's going through normal development, it's an embryo. I like that term linguistic Jiu-jitsu. That should be trademarked, by the way. That's. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when, you know, I've been around the block enough, you've been around the block enough to know when you see a certain term just so suddenly start to pop up and then it comes up again and again and again, uh, it's not by mistake. So this synthetic right. embryo, uh, that's, that's a, it's a really helpful explanation as you describe that, uh, because for everybody listening, you're going to see that term a lot. It's going to come up more and more as however it was designed to to be presented, uh, whether it's been through testing that particular phrase or, or whatever, when you see it starting to show up consistently from different sources, something's going on. You can always count on something's going on when you see a oh, new yeah. term, and that new term is is always out there churning. Now, 
you know, listeners might be thinking, okay, so we're talking about the creation of embryos. Um, you know, it's creating new lives. And so what's the problem with that? Well, you make really, and we're going to, uh, I'm, I'm presuming this, this blog we're talking about, it's posted on logierinstitute.org. Is that correct? It's, uh, it's actually at the Christian Medical and Dental website. Okay. Uh, that's a good point. We probably ought to be linking back and forth to it, but at okay. cmda.org. You can find it there in their blogs. I mean, you make so many really to-the-point observations in this blog. That's why I'm encouraging people really to look this up, not just rely on hopefully this this discussion is just really whetting your appetite to learn more about what Dr. Prentice is talking about. You'll do a deep dive into this, but you may be thinking, so we're creating more embryos, we're creating more human life. What's wrong with that? You gave a statistic in here that I found just absolutely staggering. Your estimate is that there have been 50 million embryos created and then destroyed in the name of science. That's absolutely staggering to me. It is. And it's hard to get to that number. I mean, for abortion reporting, we don't get accurate reporting. And and that's a whole nother aspect of some of the research we're doing at Lozier Institute, by the way, is to try and track abortion reporting so we can get accurate numbers of this public health crisis that's going on by the abortion industry. When you come then to uh, human embryos, there's no reporting really for that. And so we have to kind of dig around and see, but one estimate is that 50 million human embryos over the last 50 years created and then exploited, destroyed in experiments in one way or another. And, you know, that's an eye-popping number. Yeah. And, you know, we, we think about the 60-some million human beings just in the United States that were, their lives ended by abortion. But you've got almost that number, uh, the, all these experiments going on around the world with these younger human beings that, you know, like we said, some people don't even consider human beings. But it's moving to the point where we're going to see more of that, not less of it. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of the Love Times 2 Project. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow.